0: to greet you. God is faithful. God is faithful. faithful. Indeed our God is always faithful. Even when we become unfaithful. Hallelujah. This morning as per the calendar of God, the Lord has brought us to the last quarter of the year. 2018 which we called from the beginning of this year the year of the prophetic hallelujah and when we say the prophetic for those who are not aware the prophetic simply has to do with the will of god someone say the will of god there is nothing as secure and assuring and as comforting as when you know that you are in the will of God. Because even when you are in the will of God, mind you, it doesn't mean there will be be no battles. I hope you are there when you are in the will of God. A typical example is Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas wanted to go to Mesia. And then the Holy Spirit said, don't go. They wanted to go to Bithynia. The Holy Spirit said, don't go. In other words, it was not the will of God for them to go to those places at that time. Although Jesus has told us that go into all the world and preach the gospel. But in the general will of God, as his specific will. What does that mean? Within the general will of God, in other words, the word of God for instance, is the will of God, is general will. But out of this general will, everybody can locate the specific will of God for his or her life. So, for Paul and Silas, it was not the will of God at that time for them to go to Mesia or Bithynia or even Asia. Then, somewhere along the line, the Bible said, in the night hour, one man called Paul. Out of the lot. He alone was shown a vision. But because they trusted Paul the apostle. They trusted the. import Or the interpretation. Of the vision. What was the vision? He saw a man from Macedonia. Who told him that. Come over to Macedonia and help us. And the Bible says. When Paul told them the vision. All of them concluded. Therefore that God has sent them to Macedonia. So they knew they were in the will of God. Somebody will say, once they were in the will of God, it means that the journey was going to be smooth. The journey was going to be without battles. The journey was going to be without contention. But lo and behold, they landed in Macedonia, preached the gospel. Then, strangely, a young girl who was, filled with the spirit of divination kept following these two uh, apostles and then their companions and what the spirit was saying through this girl was that these are the servants of the most high god who show us the way of salvation was it not true that they were servants of the most high god paul and Silas were they not servants of the most high god were they not in macedonia to show the way of salvation but what was wrong what was wrong was that the spirit that was communicating through the young girl was not the spirit of god and do you know that that is what all of us will need in this end time to know the difference between truth that is coming from the spirit of god and truth that is coming from another spirit are you there alright, what I just said will serve as one of the basis for our you know, assignment today because we're going to go into prophetic warfare, I'm not here to preach today I'm here to just set the platform for you to be angry in your spirit so angry enough to launch an attack with intercontinental ballistic missiles in the camp of the enemy and put him where he belongs once and for all, hallelujah somebody say enough is enough can you imagine, Paul, you see, just like some of us have done, we have accommodated some things. We have accommodated until Paul got to a place and said, enough. is enough. The Bible says he was grieved in his spirit. And you've got to come to the place where you can be grieved in your spirit. Grieved in your spirit in the sense that you just know that no, this sin is just disturbing me. This sin is stopping the will of God from materializing in my life. And I've got to go after it and stop the devil. Hallelujah. So, Paul the Apostle, the Bible said, at a point in time, he was grieving his spirit and commanded that spirit of divination. Listen, this was a spirit that was speaking the truth and yet he or the spirit was not for the truth. So Paul said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of it. And the spirit left her. And not knowing there were some people who were using the spirit for gain. Because the girl was like, in fact, she was not like, she was a soothsayer. She was, by divination telling people about themselves. Listen, that tells you that it's not everybody who tells you things about yourself that may necessarily be talking from the spirit of God. Are you there? If you are the type who have itching ears, you want somebody to speak to you, speak to you, speak to you, Satan may tell you something. Be careful where you feed from. Hallelujah. Even in the physical, it's not every child you go and sit down and eat from. Likewise, in the spirit, it's not every food you must take in. Praise the Lord. So, when the masters of this girl, this slave girl, saw that their gain was gone, they said, no. This one, these people are those who come here to trouble our city. So they reported, Paul and Silas, to their to the magistrates and to the, to the rulers of that town in Macedonia and without trial, the Bible said they beat them up please think about it, you are in the will of God you wanted to go to Misia, Holy Spirit said don't go Paul and Silas could have said but after all we are in the will of God how come they are beating us for doing the will of God And that is what a lot of us do. When we choose the will of God and we go through battles, instead of identifying that, look, in the will of God, sometimes you can find battles, we turn the battle even against God and begin to complain against God. But God, why me? Why not you? Hallelujah. I'm asking the question, I say, why not you? Because we are not yet in heaven. So long as he left us here in this world, this is, according to Galatians 1.4, it is called present evil world it means that evil can knock at your door at any time that is why in in Ephesians chapter 6 at the Saturday prayer yesterday, we even saw it he said that that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand in other words there is something called the evil day you should be able to withstand resist confront and stop Any agenda of the enemy in the evil day, and after having done everything, still stand. Some of us, will stand in the evil day, and then when we are through, we fall. Don't fall, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you know our battles are greatest? The the greatest battles come, not when we are in in trial, but when we have the victory. Did did anybody hear me? When you have the victory, you can let loose your guard. I am sure it is one of the messages we received last Sunday is also beware, danger beware. One of the things I believe happens to us which we must be aware of is when you are in your moment of victory, beware. Because at that time, you are likely to let loose your, your boundaries and allow anything to enter. And at that level, just at the point of victory, you find yourself going down and you wonder, am I the one falling like this? Yes. Because you don't know that having done all, stand. Praise the Lord. Alright. So, all I'm trying to say is that the fact that you are in the will of God does not mean it will not come with battles. In case you have been told that, oh, once you are in Christ, there is nothing like you know satanic attacks, there is nothing like trouble. There's you, you have peace. That peace. Jesus gives, enables us to live, not just survive, but thrive and flourish in the midst of the evil in this world. But it doesn't mean there will be no evil. Please, are you getting my point? So if you have been indoctrinated, you have been taught the wrong stuff, that once you are in Christ, there will be no trouble, and therefore, you begin to now query God, that God, why am I going through this? Even when I wasn't in Christ, everything was comfortable. A brother came here and told me something like that. He said that he can testify that just when he gave his heart to Christ, everything is turning upside down. I said, why not? Everything is turning upside down because you let the come of the enemy and you think he, he likes it? So you launch an attack and make sure that you you, 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 you have a distaste for coming into Christ. So you would wish that you would go back. But if he will stand, it's just for a little while. Hallelujah. I said, if he will stand, it's just for a little while. That battle will turn in your favor and become a testimony to the glory of God. Hallelujah. So, this is the year of the prophetic and in the year of the prophetic, by the close of this year, all of us, and I mean all of us, should be able to identify that the will of God for my spiritual life is done. The will of God for my my career is done. The will of God for my relationships is done. The will of God for my marriage is done. The will of God for my business, my career, my finances, my investment, my health, my academic life is done. But take note, there is a major avenue that we use to ensure God's will is done. When Jesus was teaching us how to pray, he said, when you pray, say, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven meaning that without prayer it is possible that god's will may not be done in your life as it is in heaven if jesus said when you pray pray to the father in other words the father will not impose his will on us just because it is his will he wants us to involve him That is what prayer is all about. It's a relationship. Prayer is a way of involving God in your affairs and saying, Father, I cannot do it by myself. But as I call on you, intervene in my situation. Step into my situation. Straighten out the rough and the crooked places and let your will be done in my life as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. So Somebody say prayer. And prayer is a faculty that's the way i see it with many departments for instance in 1st timothy chapter 2 paul said i exhort therefore that first of all supplications prayers intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men for kings and for those who are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty and blah 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 those things that i mentioned are departments under one faculty called prayer hallelujah i i have a sense in my spirit that in this last quarter one department God wants us to stay in until we ensure the year of the prophetic ends on a glorious note. One department God wants us to stay in until we ensure that the will of God is done is the department called warfare. Someone say prayer warfare, or what I call prophetic warfare. Prophetic warfare, because of the scripture I'm going to read, first Timothy chapter one. Can you turn with me to first Timothy 1 verse 18? And after that, we will go into prophetic warfare. Praise the Lord. 1 Timothy chapter 1, the verse 18. Paul the apostle writing to Timothy, his son, said, This charge. Someone say charge. The word charge there those who are military men may understand it better. It's it's actually from a military term. It's a command that must be obeyed before you complain. Is that okay? You know, in the military, if you even drive along the beach road, I think around the military academy, you see that they say, we defend this nation even at the peril. Is it at the peril to the peril? At the peril of our lives it's a charge you don't go into military uh, training and then decide that oh i am being sent to a particular country where there's war and you say as for this one i can't go because you know i have a wife to take care of i have a baby to take care of once You are commanded. There are people who can testify that whilst they were going to work, that very day, they didn't even know that they were going to be someone to travel to a particular nation. That same day, they had to just go and tell their wife, quickly, please, I'm leaving, so just gather some things for me in the evening, they flew out of the country. It's a military rule. Hallelujah. And that is the kind of terminology that is used here as the word "charge." Here, God is not beseeching us like in Romans chapter 12, where he said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. No, this was not beseech, this is a charge. Hallelujah. The songwriter said, sang and said, A charge to keep I have. Do you know when it comes to winning souls? It's a charge, a God to glorify, a never dying soul to save and keep him and, and keep him fit for the sky. When it comes to winning souls, it's not like, "Oh, I'm an evangelist, so I'm going to win souls." I'm not an evangelist, so I'm doing something else. It's a charge to all of us. Hallelujah! You must strategize with the Holy Spirit that whatever you do, whichever place you find yourself, your life will be, you know, an avenue to win souls. Everything about you should communicate the gospel. Hallelujah! So he said, "This charge I commit to you, son Timothy." According to the prophecies previously made concerning you, the King James says that went before on thee. That by them, someone say by them, by what by what is a them? By what I want to I, I want to hear the answer by what by the prophecies. According to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by the prophecies, here he said, by them you may wage the good warfare. The King James says that you might war the good warfare. Some said there's war. war, but it's a good warfare. I said it's a good warfare. Do you know why it's a good warfare? Because faith that works by love is always a victor. Hallelujah. I'm seeing somebody prevail over your circumstances. The thing that was meant to eat you up, you will eat it like bread today. In the name of Jesus. Now, if you are using the new King James or the King James, you will notice that there is no full stop after the warfare. Am I right? What is the mark there? Comma, thank you. Meaning that, Nineteen is a continuation of eighteen, and it is throwing more light on how you can, by prophecies that have already been made concerning you, wage the good warfare. So verse nineteen is explaining verse eighteen, and he said, "Having faith," the, King James, the New King James says "having faith," but the King James says "holding faith," and a good conscience, which some having. Rejected concerning the faith have made or have suffered shipwreck. And even verse 20, he even gave some names of whom are Himanias and Alexander, whom I delivered to Satan that they may learn not to blaspheme. I remember when we were under the canopy, I said that one day I'll teach on verse 20, maybe one time, not today. That's an apostolic authority talking there who i delivered to satan it's an apostolic authority don't go about saying paul said i deliver someone to satan so i'm also going to deliver something before i realize you have delivered yourself to satan if you don't have the apostolic mandate don't go there that's why i said this word is a general will but within the general will we we'll find a specific will okay don't start saying that he said go into all the world and preach the gospel so i'm going anywhere was it not the same god that said go into all the world that stopped them from going to Mesia and stopped them from going to Bethania? I think I've told you a story before about a young man who said that Jesus said, you know, you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So somebody was brought to him or he met somebody who had a mental disorder and without walking with the Holy Ghost or without identifying that the Holy Ghost is the leader, he is the helper. Let him guide you. Are you going to lay hands or you're going to speak the word or you're just going to walk away? He didn't know this. He just acted on it's a scripture, so he says lay hands on the sick he lay hands on this mental disorder when he finished praying he was the one mentally disordered and then the mental disorder was delivered hallelujah Bible says lay hands suddenly on no man and neither be partakers of other men's sins whenever you lay hands we have said it here before, there is a gradient so if you are filled with nothing and the person is filled with demon of lunacy, I mean mental disorder he will fill you up so there was a transference by, by virtue of laying on our hands. Hallelujah. Alright. That's not my, my, my point. My point is the verse 19. That is explaining verse 18. How to war with a prophetic word. He says holding faith. I prefer using the King James rendering. Holding faith and a good conscience. What does that mean? Do you know faith comes by hearing? And hearing by the word of God? So whenever... We preach from the scriptures. It imparts faith. Likewise, whenever there is a prophetic word. Take note. Whenever a word of prophecy is given. What it does is that it imparts faith. Because it is also the word of God. Except that you are not quoting from scripture. But you are speaking a rima. The now word for a specific person. For a specific situation. That word also imparts faith. Just like scripture imparts faith. Okay. What scripture is telling us in verse 19. Is that whenever faith comes. After receiving the prophetic word. Hold it. Then you never hold it. Don't let it go. Hold it. Next week by the grace of God. I will show you a scripture. In the Gospels, it was a parable Jesus gave and he spoke about when the word was sown, then cometh Satan immediately. Listen, whenever the word of God is given, Satan is going for that because that is what spirits feed on. You know, snakes feed on dust, is that right? Herbivores feed on herbs and you know shrubs and uh, tree materials, carnivores feed on flesh and, and blood, spirits feed on words. Are you there? As a spirit, feed on what words? So, when you are speaking wrong words, you are feeding demons and you don't know. If you are a is always complaining, Hey, me, I re yo, yo. oh, yo. no, you are feeding demons, they will feed on it and implement that sickness watch what you say with your mouth hallelujah even when you are in deep trial look at jonah maybe one day take your time and read the book of jonah jonah in the belly of the whale do you know it was his words that brought him out he spoke some prophetic words he just knew that even in the belly of the whale he was coming out and those words brought him out it matters what you say when you're going through trials the Bible says how forcible are right words. Right words penetrate like the way light penetrates through darkness. So when you are going through trials, use your tongue a right Because your tongue is the steering wheel of your life. You will always go in the direction of your words. Never forget that. I say you what? Always go in the direction of your words. If you are the type speaking negative things, oh, watch it. Because one of these is, you will eat the fruit of your confession. you'll be shocked but why how come i'm a believer how come i'm suffering like that it was your tongue hallelujah holding faith the prophetic word brought faith satan is also looking for that same word hold the word before satan takes it away this is where the warfare comes in okay because there are forces that have ensured that in this year of the prophetic you You will not taste that prophetic word. What are you going to do? Are you going to let them go and take your word away? Hold the word! And roar your way through. And say, Satan, enough is enough. Let God be true, but every man a liar. And roar with the prophetic word. Penetrate through the darkness. Penetrate the barriers. Break through the barricades. And see God's word and falls in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ then he said holding faith and a good conscience, I like that the conscience is that faculty of the human soul that tells right from wrong such that it's even a witness for those who have never heard the gospel don't think that it's everybody who may necessarily hear the gospel before Jesus comes for some people who will never hear their conscience is going to be their judge God will ask you according to Romans chapter 2 that ah, but even your conscience was telling you that there is God, even the sun that you know gives you you know sunlight during the day, and the moon that gives you moonlight during the night, doesn't that tell you that there is God and that alone will judge the one who never heard the gospel? So your conscience that is why it matters what you do with your conscience. If you are the type God prompts you and you ignore it, God prompts you, you ignore it, God prompts you and you ignore it. What you're doing is that you are dead your conscience. You know, you take a cutlass and you want to sharpen a cutlass and you bring it to this wood. This is wood. And you start sharpening the cutlass. Cutlass is metal. This is wood. So you are sharpening a metallic object on the wood. What is going to happen to the metal? I'm asking the question. What's going to happen to the metal? It 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 will get deadened. In other words, it will become blunt and then the wood will also be destroyed. Bible says, iron sharpeneth iron. So a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. When iron and wood are put together, they both get destroyed. Iron gets blunt, wood gets destroyed. It matters who is your companion. I said, it matters who is your companion. It must be iron and iron. When you are always receiving encouragement from somebody who doesn't speak the same language, the same faith language, he will bring you to his level because he is wood and you are iron. Iron and wood, they don't go together. It's iron and iron. Hallelujah. Who am I talking to that I got there? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, when God prompts you and you do not listen, what you are doing is that you are deadening your conscience. Your conscience becomes seared, it becomes deadened. In other words, it doesn't pick your conscience, is like a prophetic antenna that picks prophetic signals. You can know that today, really as I'm going, this interview will favor me by your conscience. Your conscience is a witness in your soul that it is true. Do you know that if your conscience is a lie and the prophetic word is given and it's not from God, you will just know that mm, this one he prophesied, he didn't prophesy. You know that's what Bible says judge every prophecy, it's not every prophecy you swallow wholesale. I do it. You must do it. Even to prophecies that come from me, if the thing doesn't agree with your your witness, then there's no witness there. Say, ah, this man. You may not even tell me, but you just know that this one. I'm going home. I'm not taking this one. And it's accepted because you're going to be judged not according to my word, but according to the word that you believe. Are you there? I don't know who I'm talking to by entering into this conscience arena. But he says, holding in faith." and a good conscience. In other words, the witness in you must be a good one. Not a bad conscience. A bad conscience is a conscience that has not been trained in the will of God. A conscience that has been allowed to just grow wild. Anything you swallow, you, you will kill your conscience. Such that when God is talking, you will not even know. You don't have any witness. There's no check. One of the ways by which you will know that your conscience is alive is how God regulates your joy and your peace because when your conscience is alive God will regulate your joy and your peace depending on where you are in the will of God if you're in the will of God you have fullness of joy and you have peace in your heart but when you're out of the will of God I'm telling you even sleep you can't sleep you will lie down and you'll be counting the ceiling throughout the night, five hours throughout the night you can't sleep because you are out of the will of God, your conscience is telling you that hey, this decision you are taking, is taking you to hell it's taking you to hell, your conscience will disturb you, but if you, cannot you know that prompt I'm telling you, at a point in time the Holy Spirit will just stay quietly because he is grieved Bible say do not grieve the Holy Spirit once you grieve him, he stays quietly and that is dangerous because at that level any stray bullet can hit you because there's no protection. Yes, you are in Christ, but you have grieved the Holy Spirit. He is prompting you that. Also say Listen, we cannot stay insane and do prophetic warfare. That's what I'm saying you hear know what I said? I said we cannot stay in sin and do prophetic warfare because you can suffer casualty. Any stray bullet can hit you and just devastate you. So as we talk about prophetic warfare, we're also talking about clean up. Tell me about clean up. Clean up. I'm talking to myself and I'm talking to you as well. Clean up. Clean up. We must arise like the prodigal son son, just go to the place. And said, ah, how many of the high servants in my father's house have enough to eat and even to spare? And I'm here contesting and competing with pigs for the same food. Some of us have reduced ourselves to the place of competing with pigs for the same food. But when he came, Bible said he came to himself. That means his conscience came alive. He came to him and said, I will arise and go back to my father. I pray that as we begin these three weeks of prophetic warfare, somebody will arise from saying, Stop, stop staying on that adulterous bed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Stop staying on that adulterous bed because it's going to kill you. You You cannot stay in the midst of ants and attempt to remove ants they will still climb up. So you are either hot or cold. But for lukewarmness, once you are doing the warfare, God will spit you out and you'll be exposed. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm not here to preach. I'm here to just admonish us so we can do some prophetic warfare. Because enough is Enough yourself this year must not end without this prophetic word God said he would do it in 2018 it must be 2018 for some of us i remember there's a sister she's not here i know one day she will she will come here but over the years from 20 this is 2018 from 2013 <laughs> every year when it's getting to a bad day, then here comes me. I'll just give the prophetic word. This year will not end without this and this and that. This year will not end. I remember last year when I said the same thing. say, said, hey, listen, I have heard to over this about four years. For every year, the same thing. I don't know whether it's my fault or her fault. But from what we are sharing, I can believe that I spoke the word of God. But chances are that we might not have word strategically as we need to because from the background you can see and she herself told me one day then i identified the kind of warfare she's surrounded with such that at birth this was a dedication and a covenant that nobody in this family lineage should enter this particular you know area of life you're saying prophetically as if you know the person you don't know the person anyway so it is possible that she has taken the warfare for granted and year after year it seems God is telling her a lie and yet she does not know that we must take the prophetic word and walk. This charge I committed unto you son Timothy that according to the prophecies that went before on thee, that were made previously concerning you that you by those prophecies will wage the good warfare holding faith and a good conscience which some having done away with have made shipwreck you know shipwreck I hope you know shipwreck when a sea, uh, what do you call it when a ship is not well anchored at the seashore, it can suffer shipwreck the storms can just hit it butter it, you know, throw it away before you realize the ship is just broken into pieces its, its pieces are floating on the sea because it was not well anchored look, we have an anchor that keeps the soul, Bible calls it the Greeks call it macrotomia, That's patience. Patience is what kills the soul. Patience. That is why this morning I shared a message about counting all joy. The trial of our faith produces patience. There is nobody who will walk by faith who will not go through the trial of faith. No, it's not possible because then you, the equation is not complete. The equation is complete when your faith is tried and it brings patience and faith and patience inherits the promises. That's God's mathematics. Hallelujah. I pray that in the midst of the uncertainties, when it seems like there is a delay, you will have that faith and that confidence, that assurance that's oh that song that says blessed assurance jesus is mine oh what a foretaste of glory divine that you have a witness in your soul as a conscience as a good conscience that what god has said it's true. I like it when Paul said in Second Timothy chapter one verse twelve, he said, "I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day." Please, are you persuaded? Maybe some of us have received the prophetic word, but we are not yet persuaded. Like this is what I'm talking about. Now every year, so this 2018, when I I tried, I tried giving the same word. He said, hmm, "Osa a <laughs> this is five years the same word oh my god but i want to announce to you one day with the lord is like a thousand years and a thousand years like one day then the few days remaining in this year of the prophetic are more than enough for god's word to come to pass i said the few days remaining in this year they are more than enough for the prophetic word over your life to become a living reality and as we all see that word materialize See that word become flesh, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. May God's word become flesh in your life. May God's word become a living reality. May God's word break break through every barrier and every limitation and become that which he said he, he would do. Stand to your feet, people of God. Oh sprang his brother.